Welcome to the Nourish Rap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Exciting. Yeah, we love vitamin D. We've just been doing our little um, sort of research up on it, and it's just amazing, this little nutrient. So um, we'll just go right into it. So vitamin D um, is a fat-soluble vitamin. Yep. Um, so that means that it requires fat to be absorbed in the body. Yep. So this is why Jess and I both have a whole foods approach to, approach to nutrition. And if we actually... So there's two ways we get vitamin D into the body and we'll talk about that in a moment. But if we're looking at, um, if we're looking at foods that are high in vitamin D, they are fattier foods. Yes, they are. And the, the really stupid thing is that us humans have gone and taken some of the fats out of those food, for example, milk. Yeah. And therefore, you know, we're compromising our absorption of fat soluble vitamins like vitamin D. So... Um, you know, hooray for good, healthy fats in food. We actually do need it. Yes. Um, because it carries some of those nutrients around. And vitamin D is not the only fat-soluble vitamin. No. no there's three others. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Probably topics for another podcast. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of the main sort of thing with vitamin D. And then um, in terms of food sources and things like that, Katie touched on it, like milk and things like that. Um other places we get it from food egg yolk yeah liver liver yeah so pate um butter butter is a good one um sea, fatty seafood like tuna salmon trout trout their liver oils like you hear of cod liver oil yeah cod liver very oil very high in vitamin d um but they're sort of the main food yep. sources yeah um, so when yeah. we get vitamin d from food it basically diffuses through the intestine and into our bloodstream yeah um, and then when we get it from the sun, it's a little yeah. bit more complex. Like we absorb it through the skin. It has to undergo quite a few different chemical reactions and then it eventually hits our bloodstream as yeah. well. Yeah. And there is, you know, in Queensland, Sunshine State, and we're one of the, um, you know, biggest states in there that have the m- most deficiencies in vitamin D, don't we? We see it a lot. Yes. And it's kind of like, but we are the Sunshine State. And um, Katie and I just really want to kind of highlight that it's not just about going in the sun. Yes, yeah. And um, we'll talk about ways to increase a vitamin D levels towards the end of this podcast. But the other thing that's um, interesting is that once we actually get vitamin D into our bloodstream, that particular form of vitamin D is, is, is fairly useless. It then has to travel to the liver. It undergoes some processes there and it, it basically, it's sort of, it gets slightly altered, I suppose, and then it undergoes another process through the kidneys, and that's when we actually get the active form of vitamin yeah. D that, funnily enough, literally basically every tissue and cell and organ in the body yeah. has receptors for this little um, jewel. So it, it really has it, – it talks to every cell in the body, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, it's very systemic and um, – I guess coming back to why we have such a deficiency in Queensland um, being a sunshine state is that 
it's not it's not just about going in the sun it's about okay well what's your liver health look like are your kidneys functioning well um is your gut well is your, is gut, your good? gut good yeah Can you actually are you actually absorbing exactly do, stuff? You, do you have enough of the co-nutrients and cofactors to support the that um activation of uh vitamin d as well so yeah there's just so many factors hey yeah and that's what we're going to kind of um delve into yeah so, um, Jess, you were um, well. Should we maybe go through some like some of the functions of vitamin D? Because yeah, um, there's maybe not as much awareness for vitamin D no. as say you know some of our other nutrients like calcium or iron. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose that's one place we could start. Vitamin yeah. D is one of the ingredients for healthy bones. Yeah, so that's um, generally what most people know it for. Hey? Yep, yeah. yep. And we've, you know, we've spent a very long time, like decades, um, educating people on cal- the importance of calcium in the diet. Yeah. But really, it's kind of a little, it's like a ballroom dance between calcium, vitamin D, and vitamin K2, which yeah. also comes from those sort of fatty dairy products. Yes. Um, so as far as bone health, what vitamin vitamin D's role there is basically to promote the absorption of calcium yeah. in the intestine yeah. or in the gut. Yeah. Um, and it also has a role in regulating our serum calcium levels. Yeah. Yeah. Like the balancer, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we don't want to have too much calcium and not enough vitamin D yeah. because then we may be at higher risk of what we call atherosclerosis, which is yeah. when the calcium builds up yeah. in the arteries yes. and we get an increased risk of strokes yeah so for bone health we need to be looking at that synergy of nutrients yeah exactly yeah yeah and vitamin d um beyond bone health yes. which is absolutely phenomenal how much we need it in our bodies to function well um another big one of for what we see in clinic is immune stuff so vitamin d actually regulates our immune system yeah and when we see people with autoimmune conditions a vitamin d comes up a lot as being either deficient or some sort of you know something going on there but um very important for the immune yeah. system so um there are research studies that indicate there is a strong association between um autoimmune states and low vitamin d status um particularly with type 1 diabetes rheumatoid arthritis um and this is the way i i explain it to people in clinic this is what i say i say let's pretend your immune system is like an army right and usually an army has like a general or somebody in charge Mm. Imagine what would happen if the general just didn't show up and the army was like, oh my gosh, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, Um, what are we supposed to do here? That's the way I feel about vitamin D. I think it's like a regulator. So it's like, it just kind of, like it keeps the lid on things. Um, There's there's probably a lot more research needed here and in process um, for now, what we know is that we should be ensuring people have adequate vitamin D levels for their general immune health, and that it, people in autoimmune conditions, I would, I would definitely be set, um, asking that they have their vitamin D levels yeah, tested, um, so that we can deal with that if there is an yeah. immune deficiency or a vitamin D deficiency issue. And finally, yeah. if somebody was at high risk yeah. of autoimmune. Um, of an autoimmune status so maybe they've got parents with autoimmune yeah. conditions they're under a lot of stress etc yeah. etc et i'd be like well look 
if we want to manage your risk factors, yeah. we want to be looking at vitamin D status and making sure that that's, that's adequate. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so we're not suggesting that you can solve rheumatoid arthritis yeah, by taking no. vitamin D. This is just one of the ingredients. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Cool. Um, so another area it's really important for is our fertility. So uh, really big or really important. We see a lot of studies um, around IVF and that sort of it helping IVF success rates. And um, there's a lot of sort of involvement in the actual egg product, or you know, the formation of the egg and things like that, and the sperm and everything like that. Yeah, well, um, I mean, some of the studies suggest that vitamin D sort of helps with the implantation of the embryo. Yeah. Um, obviously, having a stable immune system early on in pregnancy is important because a new embryo to a body is a foreign object that's right so you want to make sure that your immune system's not not going cray cray and having a little party because it's going to reject the embryo yeah so um again there's there's fertility is probably one of the fields where vitamin d is being most heavily researched at the moment perhaps yeah but I know that both in the nutrition world and also in the conventional medicine world, um, checking vitamin D status, um, preconception, um, particularly in couples doing IVF um, and even checking it through pregnancy is pretty, it's pretty, um, it's pretty acceptable now, mm. which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, um, we also know that, like we talked about bones before, but um, vitamin D... Well, adequate vitamin D is also important for our muscle function. So um, weakness and pain and, and even things like um, difficulty getting down and coming up from a squat position mm-hmm. may be related to issues with vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actual correlation there as far as the research is concerned is that vitamin D deficiency basically seems to affect the quality of our fast twitch muscle fibers. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there are muscle fibers like that we're using when we're, we have to react really quickly to yeah. a situation or perhaps we're like a sprint athlete or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, or power, power lifting and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so it definitely has a really, really cool function there. Um, and yeah, the other one is then blood pressure. So in terms of regulating that, it actually works on the the gene level so helping to uh, regulate the gene expression that helps with regulating the blood pressure yeah um so really then you're looking at um as a whole it affecting cardiovascular health absolutely Yeah. yeah so we've got um we've got again studies that suggest um people who have lower vitamin d or yeah, there's, a, there's an association with lower vitamin D and a higher risk of cardiovascular effects. Yeah. And if we look at like um, like a perfect storm situation, um, you've got an office worker, highly stressed, not seeing a lot of sunlight, mm. um, you know, and then associated with that, you're, you know, you've got an increased likelihood of high blood pressure, cardiovascular issues, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Jess, you asked a really good question before, um, and that was about, you said like, well, yeah, when would you test for, or when would you suspect a vitamin D deficiency? Yeah. Yeah. And really, because it's so systemic, you could say a lot of things, right? Like you could say, someone comes in with rheumatoid arthritis, vitamin D deficiency, but I guess a subtle sort of um, 
little red flags for us in clinic. Um, Katie sort of touched it before, but it's just looking at the person and their risk factors. Yeah. So, you know, office job, not seeing much sunlight, high stress, um, a New, poor diet yeah. or, you know, junk food diet. New mums. New mums, yeah. They're not getting out and, so, like, getting yeah. a bit of yeah. fresh air. Yes. Yeah. Um, do they drink a lot of alcohol, things like that? Do they have Because that would affect their liver That's function. right, and yeah. because the liver is so important in um, one of the processes of activating vitamin D. Also the kidney, so um, do they have kidney issues or... Yeah, so really, for me, it's more about looking at the risk factors that that person walks in with rather yeah. than just the symptoms they're showing. Because I think because vitamin D is so systemic, it's hard to say... One specific symptom. Oh, yep, that's vitamin D. Exactly. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Like vitamin D is one of those things. It's it's, and I say it to people. It's like, well, it's not like if you get your vitamin D levels up, this particular symptom is yeah. going to disappear. But I think there's enough research out there to show us that for general health, we need to have adequate vitamin D levels. Yeah. It is so important for so much stuff. That's right. Yeah. So um, I would. I also look at people who. Um, have really bad immunity, constantly catching colds and flus. Um, If I've got a a child or or even not even a child, but like just the daughter or son of somebody who I know's parents have autoimmunity in the family, I want to manage the risk factors there to prevent that coming up for that particular person. Um, Also, um, another thing when someone walks in is like gut issues. Um, I always think of vitamin D as well because gut and autoimmune are highly linked. Um, So, again, it's prevention really, isn't it? Yeah. And, of course, you know, anyone post – well, anyone with bone density issues or anyone who's had an eating disorder or anyone postmenopausal or generally over the age of 50 and at a higher risk of bone density issues – if they're taking calcium, I'm inclined to say, look, take the spectrum. Yes. You know, take, like, get them all in. Yeah. Um, if you're just focusing on calcium, you're going to have, potentially have a bit of an imbalance there. Of the other, yeah, yeah. Of the other nutrients, exactly. Yeah, it's like taking, it's like taking B12 long term, mm. you know. It's like, well, we've got to keep things in balance here, well, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah, we want to look at maybe all of the Bs. Anyway, we're getting off track. <laughs> Um, you found some another um, like something yeah. else that came up. There's a lot of cool research going on around vitamin yeah. D, but um, there was some. I mean, I'm big on um, vitamin D levels in type one diabetes, and um, it just came back to me when we were going through sort of refreshing our brains on the research um, that it seems as though adequate vitamin D um, has a protective effect on the pancreatic cells which secrete insulin. So. Yeah especially in a newly diagnosed diabetic type 1 who might still have the capacity to produce a small amount of insulin, you want to basically prolong that honeymoon period for as long as possible. So you might want to look at um, vitamin D levels there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's working on – that's two birds, one stone, isn't it, with um, working on that autoimmune sort of picture as well. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, yeah. Um, We also found some research – which was very interesting, um, very new research too, into um, autism in children and vitamin D improving sort of the symptoms that they are experiencing after being supplemented on it. Um, now, we didn't have access to the full paper, so we couldn't fully get into it, but from what we could gather, um, it looked like there was a lot of sort of 
interest in how it helps with the gut and that's because vitamin d is so systemic and so important for gut and because autism is very linked to sort of gut health isn't it um yeah Yeah. that's where we sort of saw the connection yeah but they're a really cool study we'll link it in the show notes um but again it highlights that it's not just like how different is autism to blood pressure but they vitamin d works on both like you know what i mean it just really highlights it's how yeah how it yeah. touches on everything yeah um there has been heaps we don't really want to get too much into this but there's a lot of research around vitamin d and particularly the way that vitamin d interacts with other nutrients for like including um tumor um curcumin and turmeric oh, and stuff yes. and helping or, or arresting the development of tumors yeah um you know even um helping in um estrogen sensitive um breast tumors as well so we're not suggesting that you can cure cancer with vitamin d but what we're what we're sort of there are so many nutrients that help to fight um fight the growth of tumors and cancer cells so having a whole foods diet can really help in the prevention of some of those chronic conditions and definitely help support um somebody who might be going through um you know that sort of yeah. um, that sort of situation, Absolutely. I suppose. And yeah. I guess vitamin D, uh, when you look at it as a nutrient, its role, um, how it works on that, gene, like that genetic level, it actually yeah. influences our gene expression yes. and things like that. And you know, often cancer stems from something going wrong there. So yeah, yeah it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, a paper that was circulated. Um, oh gosh, um, I'm going to try and find it now. Um, I, okay, so it was produced. It was produced this year, I, um, in August, and it was um, literally a, a count. So the Vitamin D Council position statement on supplementation, blood levels, and sun exposure as far as vitamin D is concerned. This was really interesting, huge paper, um, so I won't go into it in a lot of detail, but some of the key points were that they are now recommending that we do spend a small portion of time on a daily basis, or at least as often as we can, out in the sun um, with a good level of exposure, so that means you know most of our arms and legs at least, without sunscreen, um, you know, between... Um, times when you know the the uv index is higher Mm. and and what the the statement actually suggests is it says it actually says that people should be aiming to spend half the amount of time that it would take for them to burn so for example if standing in the sun at 10 o'clock in the morning if somebody's going to burn within 15 minutes six or seven minutes is adequate to absorb like some vitamin D from the sun um, without with with sort of like balancing the harmful effect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like this sort of thing has really, really bothered me for such a long time because there's no balance. We've got, we've got practitioners or people out there saying, Oh my gosh, slip, slop, slap. Do not let your body touch the sun. You will die. And then we've got the other camp who are out there saying basically screw sunscreen burn yourself to a crisp the sun's great we need vitamin d and i think what this paper does is it's just like guys again we have to meet in the middle yeah you know everything it comes back to balance absolutely yeah 
absolutely. But and in saying that, um, you know, getting that little bit of sun exposure, it's really important as well to do that alongside eating healthily as well, because there's no point in eating you know, a rubbish diet and doing that, you know, getting that little bit of sun because, well, again, coming back to the whole process of how vitamin D is activated, it's like your body needs to be in a healthy state Yes. As well to absorb it. Yeah. So, you want a healthy liver, a healthy kidney. Yeah. So you need some fat circulating in your blood. Yeah. Yep. Eating the good fats to help absorb it. So yep. really it's just about marrying yep. them together. Yep. Yeah. And being sensible and balanced. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, um, you know, unadulterated food. So like, you know, if you can drink, if you milk, you know, if you're a milk drinker, if you're a yogurt eater, if mm. all of that sort of stuff. We should never have meddled with this sort of food that has naturally occurring fats and removed them. Yeah. So um, just keep that in mind because that was probably the biggest mistake people mm. we ever made mm-hmm. in the food industry. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. Um, so I just think that paper's really cool. Um, it also talks about supplementation for vitamin D. So there's a lot of um, misunderstanding and miscommunication here. Um I guess I think vitamin D is much like iron in that if I see a vitamin D deficiency, I'm like, look, supplement for three months and and we'll work on some lifestyle things. And then once your levels are adequate, hopefully those new lifestyle habits are ingrained that you won't need to supplement in the future. That's right, yeah. Um, But just wanted to reiterate that taking one vitamin D tablet a day of a 1,000 units or even one every couple of days when you feel Mm -hmm. like it ain't going to do nothing. It does need to be at quite a high dose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the position statement supports that. Like yeah. you're sort of looking at um, uh, probably around 5,000 units yeah. per day. Yeah. Um, pregnant women need more. Yeah. Obese people need, yeah. if they're vitamin D deficient, they have to be taking more. Yeah. Um, because it's much, much harder to raise yeah. um, the vitamin D levels um, in people who have, I guess, more body fat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, like it's, it's a little bit annoying. People kind of get this community, oh, your vitamin D is low. You know, you should supplement. Yep. You need to be specific about supplementation. How much for how often, when do we retest? And how, um, I find, you know, people take these vitamin D pills and think, or tablets, whatever. But, um, again, because it's fat soluble, you want to be looking at a a supplement that's in a sort of a oily suspension. Yes. Um, putting it in through the mucous membranes of the body so it's bypassing digestion and yeah. getting straight into the bloodstream. Like there's all these little kind of things that we need to look out for when we supplement in to make sure we're actually getting it in our system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some of those sprays, sprays are good, good yeah. way to get vitamin D in and they're so easy. Yeah. And then also looking at like your your age and your other risk factors, like should you take vitamin D on its own? Yeah. Um, if you're over the age of 50, I'm inclined to sort of put it with cofactors as well. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a big bit of a bit of a story there. So, I mean, what we want you guys to get from this podcast is that, um, like again, if you live, if you're basically living a pretty balanced life, you get a little bit of sunshine, you do your exercise outside or you eat your breakfast on the porch in the sun or whatever, you sneak out at lunchtime and actually, you know, have a break from work Mm -hmm. and you're eating whole foods you're probably doing pretty well. Yeah. 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 Like it's not that complicated. 
a lot of the problems we've created as far as nutrient deficiencies, ironically, we've actually created ourselves and now we're trying now we're reaping all the consequences. That's right, yeah. 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 And really highlighting that vitamin D um, is not just about sunshine. I mean, I keep coming back to that, but it's, it's not like, you know, um, oh, just get vitamin D from the sun, but there's a whole lot more to it. So I think, yeah, really just highlighting the importance of getting that little bit of sun, but also really looking at what you're putting in your mouth and um, how you live your life as well. Yeah. It's all really important in terms of vitamin D. And really highlighting as well that vitamin D affects everything in our body yeah and i think if you're listening to this and you think you have a vitamin d deficiency like talk to someone get some advice because um you know maybe maybe you don't for a start um maybe all you get from this podcast is oh actually i could make a little bit more effort to just you know stand outside for a few minutes every day um even just that simple action can have some major benefits to not only like our vitamin D status, but just our mental well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, we're not even though we've gone into a lot of detail in this podcast. Um, it's just because Jess and I love mm. this kind of stuff, yeah. and we want to sort of show you that um, you know, like food is so important, nutrients yeah. are so important, and yeah. so powerful. Oh, and vitamin um, D, like we as a you know. Um, if you have a vitamin D deficiency, especially when you're young, you see um, the rickets. That's, you know, directly linked to a vitamin D deficiency. So there is showcasing just how important, you know, nutrients are and how much they can influence our health. Um, but, yeah, that's just one sort of, yep, one sort of disease that comes up that is uh, specifically linked to vitamin D. But... Essentially, I think we've covered everything, Katie, so we're going to wrap up for today. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We just want to finish off with our five core values, which are get some sleep as best as you can, especially for parents. Um, Take five minutes out for yourself uh, every day just to try and reset yourself. Eat whole foods most of the time. Move your body in an enjoyable way. And at the end of the day, always listen to your own body because you know it best. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll talk again soon. Bye.